Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey, what's up guys? In today's video, we're going to react to Healthy Wealthy Skinny's video on the ugly side of Etsy and I can't wait to hear what she has to say. I will link to her original video at the top of the description as well. So if you like her content, definitely go check out her channel, show her some love. All right, let's get right to it. All right, guys, the channel is Healthy Wealthy Skinny. Let's see the ugly side of Etsy, five things Etsy sellers won't tell you. Etsy now for about two years, and I can say that I've had some pretty good success. But I can also say that it hasn't been all sunshine and roses. I've done a lot of videos on Etsy, teaching everything from how to set up your Etsy account to Etsy's fees. But when teaching about Etsy, there's a tendency to focus only on the good things. You're used to seeing me like this, but most of the time, I'm like this, working behind the scenes, strategizing, and trying to grow my business. That was a cool video effect, by the way. And I think the videos with the negative slant tend to do better, by the way. Being a business owner and running an Etsy shop is great. But just like anything else, you have the good, the bad, and the ugly. In this video, I'm going to tell you five things Etsy sellers typically won't tell you. I'm going to focus on the ugly side of Etsy. Selling on Etsy, like running any business, can be very stressful. Etsy is easy to get started, it's a very low barrier to entry, you can get your account set up super fast, and if you don't know how to do that, you can watch the video that I have linked in the card above me. But getting started on Etsy is pretty easy. The stress comes in when it comes to running your site, and I'm not... I'll even mention really quickly, it's a reaction video, so I'm supposed to hit pause and react, other, you know what I mean, as we go, so apologies for, for if, if I do it at an annoying time. But I was talking to Juna at Detour Shirts recently, and yeah, he said that like part of the reason why he quit Etsy is because... Uh, yeah, it's just, it turns into becoming quite a bit of work, especially like if your shop is successful, there's a correlation between like how successful your shop is and how much time you have to spend answering customers. You know, they have like a 24 hour, uh, SLA, you know, they want a response quickly. Um, they want, you know, you might have to change orders, cancel orders. Can you do custom orders? All this stuff. So talking about just making sales because that's part of any business. Etsy has its own set of interesting, stressful things that you have to deal with. The Etsy marketplace has its own set of rules, and it's very important that you understand those rules because breaking them could potentially end your entire business if Etsy is the only place that you're selling. And I've learned from experience that it's easy to break one of Etsy's rules even if you're not trying. I sell joggers, and I had a list. So have I, by the way. <laughs> I've learned the hard way before in the past as well. Thing, and I wanted to refresh it. The listing had been up for about a year, and I'm thinking, let me just add some new pictures, refresh this listing, and the joggers are for the fall season, so fall season is approaching, so let me refresh the listing. I had already taken pictures of these joggers, and it just so happened that the model took the pictures in front of a stage shelf inside of a room, and on that shelf, there were some designer goods. I didn't pay those designer goods any attention. I'm just thinking, we've got these pictures, and I've had the pictures for, I don't know, maybe... I probably had the pictures for a year. I decided to put those pictures on the site. I cropped them up. They look nice. I put them in my listing and instantly my listing is taken down from Etsy. Now, I don't know what's going on or why my listing is taken down, but if you've ever had a listing deactivated, there's a section in your shop where you can see those deactivated listings. I instantly go to my email. I check my email and it's an automated message that's telling me that I have broken an Etsy rule um, and it really doesn't give me much to go on with what rule I broke. I will venture a guess that it is Etsy may have taken a stance against like designer goods. I mean, like maybe like the high end ones, because I know there were a lot of people selling fake ones 
for a period of time. I, I haven't really checked recently if that's still an issue, but um, f- funny short story. But like in college, I bought like a Gucci headband just because I thought it was I thought it, I just thought it was funny. But instead of paying like whatever three four hundred five hundred bucks, I just paid like twenty or thirty bucks on Etsy. It's <laughs> definitely bootlegged. I still have it. It's pretty funny. But um, yeah. So I'm guessing that's where this is going. But I didn't know that. I'm learning as you guys as we go. I'm learning with you because uh, I've never had that happen to me. But it, if that's what happened, that's interesting. But I knew that I'd broken some kind of rule. So I instantly go to the Etsy rules online trying to figure out what I did. I'm looking around and it says, well, make sure that you are not um, doing any counterfeit type of advertising or you're not advertising any counterfeit goods. And I'm thinking these are joggers and I've had these joggers up forever. So I can't be doing that. I go and look at the pictures. I scan through the pictures and lo and behold, I look in the background and now I can see the designer brand names in the back on the shelf. So now Etsy's algorithm or some kind of automated feature that Etsy has when you put up pictures has scanned the pictures and now it looks like I am trying to make counterfeit designer joggers, I guess. That's really interesting to note. I knew that Amazon Merch was using AI to basically read text in an image. So you know how like you can can submit a shirt and maybe provide keyword data like, you know, optimize the listing in the title and the brand. Uh, with whatever words you choose, but then you can put something different or, you know, try to game the algorithm in the design. Not that I recommend you should do this, but like people were doing it in the past and then Amazon like upgraded their AI and they can read whatever text you have in the design and they'll sniff that out. So I guess Etsy has a similar thing going on. And now my listing is down. And of course, I'm freaking out because my listing is down. This could be a strike against my shop. Um, you never know with Etsy. They could take everything down, not just the listing. They could take my whole shop down. And if anybody has ever tried to get in touch with Etsy support, you know it is a nightmare. And if you talk to somebody, nine times out of ten, that person's really not going to help you much. Now- yeah, another <laughs> that's, that's honestly probably the biggest downside of Etsy that most people deal with is uh, dealing with support. I think Etsy might be working on this, but I'm just going for past experience and Etsy support is hard to deal with. So I have broken a rule that I didn't even know that I was breaking and wasn't trying to break. Now, it did kind of work out because what I did was instantly notice what was wrong. I went in, changed the background of the pictures, updated them on the listing and just waited it out because the email said that Etsy would review my listing and make a determination on whether I was really doing something wrong. And my listing came back up the next day. So that Okay, there you go. So it took 24 hours. They reviewed it. She got it back. That's great to know. All right, let's jump forward just a little bit. Another ugly truth about selling on Etsy, and again, I think this might apply to selling in general, is that sometimes it's really going to suck to make some products. And these might be products that actually sell. For example, a product could just take too long for you to make for it to be cost effective. It could be too costly to make. It could be an absolutely beautiful product that people want to buy from you, but there's no way for you to make it profitable. And then in some cases, there might be a way for you to make it profitable, but every time you make it, it just really makes you want to cry or (laughs) jump out of a window when it's time to make the product. Really important point she just made because... Even as print-on-demand sellers where we may not physically make the products, if you offer personalization, for instance, that's almost like the print-on-demand seller equivalent of handmade goods that you might sell on Etsy. And don't lose sight of the fact that your time is money. Is your time best spent doing these custom orders? If yes, then do them. If not, then do something else. Don't lose sight of this constant equation where how you spend your time relative to the amount of money it will make you you always have to be thinking about it. Don't lose sight of that. And right, unfortunately, you might one. not know. 
Another ugly truth about selling on Etsy is that although it's easy to start your shop, getting your shop to a point where you start making sales and you're making some real money on Etsy can be really time consuming. And this is true whether you're selling physical products or you're going for passive income with digital products. Although selling digital products is passive and pretty much all you have to worry about is your customer service and you can sell the products over and over again, getting the shop set up can be time consuming. The more listings you have on your shop, the better. And it's gonna take you some time to get those listings in. And if you're gonna do it right, you wanna make sure your shop looks aesthetically pleasing. You just don't wanna throw up listings, so it's gonna take you time to so it's gonna take you time to make those listing photos. You wanna make sure that you're giving your customers enough information about how to use those digital products. And you wanna make sure that you're giving them quality digital products. So yeah, all good points, guys. And again, she came back to that time aspect. You know, it takes time to do a good job and get that reward. How is your time best spent? Because there is not a predefined, predetermined path that is the optimal. It's literally unique to you. It's unique to me. It's unique to her. It's unique to everybody. So just constantly be thinking and be optimizing your approach to selling. As she mentioned, you can sell physical that you do handmade. You can sell physical that you outsource for print on demand. You can sell digital um do what works for you though and don't be afraid to try new things uh as well also wanted to shout out my designs that software because it is worth mentioning that the my design software can basically in bulk create you top of the line listings with nothing sacrificed including digital so print on demand uh and digital and i can link to them in the description in case you guys aren't familiar with the my design software but it integrates directly with etsy taking the time to make the things you sell, whether you're gonna sell SVGs or printables or resume templates or um, just any kind of digital file, you wanna make sure that you're spending enough time to make sure you're selling a quality product. So it's not as easy as just setting up a digital shop and just letting it go. It is time consuming. And if you're selling physical products, then again, it's even more time consuming because you not only have to optimize your listings, you have to make sure that you are providing excellent customer service and a so these are all good points um, related to just selling on Etsy in general. So for the sake of my reaction video, let's just skip to the next one. Another ugly truth about selling on Etsy is that sometimes more sales equals less creativity. When I first started my shop, I really liked that I was able to provide custom shirts to people. I like when I got a message from a buyer and they wanted to design a shirt with me or they had their own custom logo and we could work together on a creative process. I would get their information, I would make cute mock-ups, send it back and forth. I really didn't care how many revisions we did. It was a creative process that I was working with a customer on and I liked that. Now, as myself, We've all been there, right? And if you haven't been there, I'd recommend offering customization, personalization, whatever you wanna call it, and go through that a couple times. I've even shared stories in the past on YouTube about how like some of my most successful Etsy products were from requests that people had messaged me because I was you know, a good responsive seller in the past. I had some repeat buyers like, hey, can you make me this shirt with this design? I'm like, yeah, I'll make that for you. Next thing you know, I'm like, selling them all the time, you know? So it's good to actually do what uh, she mentioned here. I wish I knew her name. I apologize for not knowing her name. I just know her channel name. Uh, but yeah, it's worth trying. And then as she's mentioning too, 100% agree. It's like you start achieving more success, you have less time to take these custom orders. So it's, it's an interesting dichotomy. Started to increase. And I was also selling some standard designs in my shop and those standard designs started to pick up. I started having less and less time to be creative with those customers. I didn't have the time to create as many mock-ups or go through as many revisions because running the shop myself, I was busy doing other things or really just trying to get orders, you know, cut, pressed, packed, and shipped out. 
So the more my shop grew, the less I was able to be creative and work hands-on with customers. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. What Etsy is that some products just don't sell. Now, I know this one can be a hard pill to swallow. Depending on what you sell, if you only have one product and that one product doesn't sell. By the way, that's such a great point. I can't believe she said that because it's like that's one of those things that I never think to say. I talk about a lot of stuff on this channel, but like that's one of those that I don't know if I ever really address. So great point. Well, then... Of course, that's not a good thing. Um, but for me, what I found in the t-shirt industry, we know that t-shirts sell on Etsy. We know that apparel will sell. But I have tons of shirts in my shop that have never made one sale. I put the design out there, and for whatever reason, it just did not catch on. Whether it was it was never found in the Etsy algorithm, so people never saw it, or whether they saw it and it was just not something that was selling at the time. But what I have found is that you're going to have certain designs or certain things that you sell that's going to bring in the majority of your revenue and then once you start finding those things the trick is to try to replicate those so you have more things that are selling and yes great advice again um like seriously though it's really good advice like not everything's going to sell which is a great point for a youtuber to make because it's like one of those things that i think people that are new that try really hard to get to the point of hey i listed something for sale i did it it's like Eh, don't celebrate yet. You, now you have to make sales. That's the real hard part. And people, it's like you eventually it sets in for the people that are long-term thinkers like, oh yeah, it's not all going to be winners, but the ones that are, you know, that's what's going to keep me, keep me inspired to keep pushing forward. And then like she's mentioning here, like when you find a niche or a product or whatever it is that's working, you know, double down on that. And again, what I'm saying might not apply to every product or every type of thing that you're selling. So I'm just giving you a generalization in what I've learned from my experience. Not everything is going to sell. And this is why I tend to think the more listings you have, the better. I even have multiple listings for the same product because I'm doing research. I'm almost treating it like a science. I've done that before too, so I love that. Scientific experiment. I'm changing listing photos. I'm changing tags. I'm doing anything to optimize those listings so I'll know whether it is how I have it listed, if that's the reason why it's not selling, or if it's just a product that won't sell. And I got to tell you that sometimes I have products that just won't sell no matter what I try. But I do have those other ones, my tried and true products that once I get everything tweaked just right, those sell for me. So you have to recognize and don't be discouraged if you have something that's not selling. You've got to take your time, do your research, make sure it's a product that people want, and then start tweaking your listings to try to get them out to the masses. But if it won't sell, you know, sometimes it won't sell. You gotta fail fast. And all that means is it's a trial and error kind of thing. And the more you try, the more you learn. So you're really not failing at all. You're just moving forward and trying to find that product or those products that are gonna work on Etsy. That's a great perspective, calling it fail fast, you know? And like the word fail is, it's it's something that we all say, right? We all think, but what is a, what is a true failure, right? To me, a true failure is spending a lot of time not trying something or, you know, spending a lot of time trying something kind of half-assing it and giving up early and not learning anything, right? To me, it's not a failure if you like acquired the information, made a plan, executed, it didn't work. That's not a failure. That's a learning experience. The next iteration, keep getting better, you know? And and like we covered in this video, not everything's going to succeed. So don't get too down on yourself if everything isn't a success because especially like it depends on what you're doing. But if we're talking print on demand, like I know most of the people watching on my channel are print on demand sellers, Low barrier of entry means that we can run a lot of tests, right? When I say run a lot of tests, I'm saying like, let's create really nice product listings on Etsy, understanding that they're not all going to be successful. And like we mentioned, when you stumble on something that is a success, uh, don't be afraid to double down, triple down on that. 
Uh, let's see what else is left in this video. Now I just gave you some of the ugly truths about selling on Etsy. And you might be wondering, is it even worth it? And I'm gonna tell you, yes. I absolutely love selling on Etsy, even though it's stressful sometimes, but I think we just have to accept the fact that running a business is going to be stressful. It is definitely worth it. Right now, I feel like I've been selling on Etsy for about two years. So for me, I'm still at the beginning of my journey. And I am making anywhere between- Great long-term perspective. Two years in, does that mean you're the end-all be-all expert? Probably not, right? There's probably someone out there that knows more than you, right? There's people out there that know more than me for sure, but that doesn't mean I can't talk about it on YouTube, right? She's got her YouTube channel. Uh, and it's a great like collaborative way of learning together. I know it's a one-way um, communication vector that I look into a webcam and talk into a mic, but like you can respond in the comment section um, and we can have a kind of interactive way of saying, you know, hey, this worked for me. Oh, it worked for you. Cool. I'll try that on my shop. You know, there's Facebook communities. Obviously, I have a Facebook group linked in the description. I would say collaborate with others, um, collecting information from videos like like mine where I'm doing a reaction and and the original video here, which is linked, um, is a great way to collect knowledge, but don't forget to execute and don't be scared off by <laughs> these videos that uh, put a little bit of a negative slant on things because the reality is, yeah, like it's business. There's going to be positives. There's going to be negatives, uh, but this is a great video. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, learned some, some stuff from it as well. So that's always great guys, please like, and subscribe. If you like this video, let me know in the comments below. If you have one, you'd like me to check out in the future in a future reaction video, please let me know. And Thanks for watching. I'll see you tomorrow with a new video.